Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah. Oh man, you know, I forgot you know more than me. It's the show, the otro idioma is in la música. Que lastima. What a pity. Um, <laughs> I think you could learn Spanish. I mean, you're part, part Puerto Rican, man. Come on, get it. Together. I know. My grandmother didn't never wanted to teach me. Yeah, did she teach you how to fight? <laughs> she, t- she taught me how to fight and how to curse. Yeah. Did you ever have a fight on stage? Um, I, you know, I don't think I have. Have you? Oh, I actually have. I had, I had a fight on stage. Uh, I had a fight uh, many years ago. I was, uh, it was funny. I was at Caroline's, oh, rest in peace, Caroline's Comedy Club in Manhattan. And uh, I was doing shots at the bar with not, no other than Brian Regan. Ooh. And uh, he's a very big man. And uh, so he can put down a lot of shots. And that was when I used to go toe to toe. I was like uh, that chick in, uh, you know, Harrison Ford's girlfriend in Indiana Jones, where she's like the beginning of the movie where she's like doing the shots. Like I, I thought I could be like that where I could just go toe to toe. But I'm a small guy, so it really catches up with me quick. And so I got <laughs> I pretty relate. drunk. I got pretty drunk at Caroline's. And then I walked over to the famous Broadway comedy club mm. and I had a spot. And uh, have you ever been at a show where you're just like you're in the back and you're watching like you know somebody heckle every comedian before you? Yes. And then you and then you just you just like you hate that guy. So there was some guy <laughs> in the audience. He was just going at every comic and like nobody. There's no security. Nobody's no. nobody. You know. No. I mean, I get it. You know, Al Martin's got to keep his house in Florida, but you know, like <laughs> spend a little money. Spend a little money on taking care of the comedians. God forbid. And so. You know, I get on stage and uh, I just can't take it. And so I learned the guy, you know, and I just kind of went off on him. And um, I, I think I might have called him a word that we're not supposed to say or something, F word or something. And I was just like, shut up, man. And it kind of went at him. Something that Jeff says on the show just casually. <laughs> but and so I just went at the guy. And then next thing I know, he just hits me in the jaw. And then he's kind of come at me again. And I have like a, this big Harley watch on. And so it just kind of hits my watch and it just shatters. But thank God I had the watch because it hurt his hand. 
He was a big Ooh. guy. And then he just like, you know, just kind of it was basically one punch, maybe two punch, probably two punches. My hat flew off. That's the biggest thing. I'm like stumbling around trying to find my hat. I'm drunk and I've been hit. So <laughs> and the audience and there's a lady in the audience just screaming. She's like, ah! <laughs> it's, so, it's just That's chaos. So and then my backup is somebody who's transitioning, you know, running the club. So it's just horrible. And so I, there's no men in the room. There's one guy who it's taken me five years to talk to him again. This guy, Josh Spear, who didn't have my back. And so oh, everybody's a pussy in my opinion. And I'm just yelling at all the comics in the back. And like, I got a bruised head. And my cowboy hat's all crooked. It's just really, and the guy <laughs> took off and nobody found him. There was no securities. The guy got away. Wow. He got wow. to punch a comedian, a drunk comedian on stage. And he, uh, yeah. That He's somewhere my... telling that same story right now. Yeah, probably a, a, a different version. Yeah, <laughs> I got away with it too. Yeah, this guy was so drunk, and I just like hit him because he needed not be a comedian anymore. He's probably <laughs> a plumber or something now. Probably went back to school. <laughs> I so, hit him so hard. I hit him so hard. He, he's did, working at Walmart. Did you? Was that the end of your set, or did you try to go back into jokes after the fight? I think I might have tried a joke and it was like, hey, I gotta go. You know, <laughs> I was pretty drunk. I don't remember much. So, uh, but it was uh, it was one of those things. What are you gonna do? You know, but I don't do that anymore. You know, it's, yeah, it's a done and done. But I have the. Uh, but that's but that's the thing. It's like when you're not famous, nobody gives a shit. Like yeah, like me getting punched on stage didn't make page six. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Yeah, there's no celebritism involved. Nobody cares about comedians getting hit. Uh, so yeah, on that note, let's uh, let's bring up our co-host. Yeah, <laughs> we got a time. We got a time crunch today, so we got to oh, yeah. speed through everything. Fast. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the internet stage Adam Holtz and Jeffrey Paul. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. See, Jeff, a told story. I've That's a good story. That's a great story. <laughs> I, I didn't know that story. My favorite was men are like, oh, you're not, you, that's not true. Like, like are the guys doing that, pretending to get in fights. <laughs> <laughs> comics doing that. What that a a weird I don't know thing. about. <laughs> that's such a weird thing. It is Comic a weird thing. Like, hey man, let me press this group in the green room. Like, uh, yeah, I got to fight once. Yeah. Like, who says that? Totally, were, totally got into a fight. There was, was a so thing real. in New York where comics were pretending to be gay. Really? Oh yeah, so they can get spots. Oh, to get spots. Wow. Okay, I didn't because I, I I know. Is that why sometime... they're pretending to be gay? Is that why they're pretending, or is it just so they can get blowjobs? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They were saying they were saying spots. I don't know. You know if they were trying... But listen, <laughs> I guess a mouth to mouth. So whatever you hey, want to do, you I gotta be careful what what bait I give Jeff. He'll get he'll just go all in. Please, <laughs> <laughs> queer, bring it up our country. Okay. Um. <laughs> I don't know. That's the weirdest thing ever. You know what I mean? I I mean, there's people that like, I mean, I guess it's no different than like, you know, Larry the Cable Guy or something, you know, where he's pretending to be more, more redneck than he is. That's you know character. I mean? Yeah. Aaron Berg pretends to be straight. Like there's people that like, <laughs> stuff. come at me, Aaron. I need the buzz. I need the buzz on the show. Let's go start a fake feud. <laughs> I don't know. I guess people, I, everybody, everybody kind of situates or exaggerates things a little bit, right? Sure. Huh? Anthony, think, well, they say you know, comedy's a lot, a lot about perception. Yeah, I guess yeah. pretending to be gay is pretty weird, but it's, uh, it's a little weird. I don't know. I mean, I've seen a lot of white comics pretend to be black. 
know. Oh so, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. That's much. I don't know That's... what's worse. Pretending to be gay is just it's just it's just bizarre. It's just a weird it's a weird choice to make. It's weird if you say you're like pretending to be gay and be a comedian, because that's not the field. That's not the place for it. Like if you were to pretend to be gay and be in Broadway theater, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like you're pretending to be in the fashion world. That makes sense. You know what I mean? Like it's like, you know, because I was straight and in the fashion program in Parsons in New York. And it was just like, I mean, I was all by myself. And, um, you know, it was pretty great, you know, because you'd be the one straight guy and like there'd be like 13 girls and four gay dudes. And you're like, hey, all right, I can work this math. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah. pretending to get into fights, that's a really weird one. But what I liked about that story <laughs> was like you, you were you were calling people out. I love that. Yeah, no, I'm so I'm still mad. I'm still mad. I don't care if it's Carlos Mencia. I don't care if it's comics. The comics hate. I don't care if it's like if it's somebody I hate. I would still I would still have their back in a situation like that, no matter who it is. It could be a comic that that I you know call my mom or something, and I would still be like, all right, dude, you can't do that to a comedian. It's it's a band of brothers, and so when comics aren't that way, I mean, I'm one of the few people that think that way anyway. That's why you know. Yeah. I think you're 100 percent right. Yeah, New York comedy right. is suffering because my presence isn't there. It's like you have to have that. You have to have like a den mother, or otherwise oh, it just yeah. otherwise the scene just dies out. Everybody's so selfish and like nobody cares about stuff like that. That's know. why I left. I mean, <laughs> that's why I left. You know, I, I was tired of being the den mother. <laughs> like, Somebody else has to do it. <laughs> But club owners and stuff, and, you know, they don't care. You know, it's like they don't show up and stuff. They don't, you know, I'm not calling Al out. I love Al. He gave me a lot of opportunities. But there's a lot of, you know, people that don't, you know, you got to be there and take care of your place. And if not, crazy shit happens. And so, anyway. Woo! It's a wild one. So, um, yeah, we're doing a, a global show today. It's like uh, we're doing, it's a foreign show. You speak another language, Jeff? Como estas, there? <laughs> Terrible Spanish. It's a long way to go. To, uh, I was in a Mormon cult. All right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think Spanish is uh, Spanish is a good one. Um, you know, I think it's like it's interesting when you listen to music, though, when it's uh, in another language, because mm -hmm. it's like it, it it takes you out of that thing, you know, where it's like you're really just listening to, you know, you don't understand the lyrics. So you just it's really all about the music itself, the harmony and all the stuff. So it is interesting, you know, listening to everybody's music today because it's like, um, yeah, it's it's not it's a different part of your brain where you have to kind of, you know, kind of get lock in and enjoy other things rather than the lyrics. Because we're so used to lyrics, you know, we're so used to like repeating like all the songs we like. We always repeat the lyrics and stuff. So this yeah. is an interesting exercise just to kind of like listen to music and, you know, not know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they could be like, I hate Americans. We're like, this song rocks. You know? <laughs> like, have no idea what they're saying. So, uh, yeah. So we'll get in it. We have a little time crunch today. Um, let's see. So, yeah, so I actually am covering one of these. Uh, no, no, this is a different one. So I might have, I think I brought this up before, but this is a, this is a Chet Baker album. And, and he basically, he's kind of uh, taking on a lot of Spanish music in in kind of, you know, like uh, the famous one is, uh, Anthony, what's the uh, tequila song? The um, 
Oh, I forgot. Who... Nah, 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 nah. Well, yeah, tequila. I forget what band <laughs> I forget that is. what it's called. It's oh, tequila. Yeah, it's called tequila. Tequila. So, yeah. so he does that. So Chet Baker doing the uh, the Pee Wee Herman song is pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it's, it's another level. But uh, so yeah, so I like buying stuff like this. I feel jazz in general is pretty cool because it kind of you know takes in a lot of different genres of you know different countries and things, and so you can kind of play with that but uh this is not this is as american as it gets but we didn't get to really cover him at all and he's very controversial and he died i believe about a couple two months ago maybe but jerry lee lewis uh mm-hmm. i grabbed this album i was like looking at it and uh, i love jerry lee lewis i don't care that he, he married his 13 year old cousin <laughs> i mean i saw her she's pretty cute and uh you know it's a different time it's a different time period right i mean people still <laughs> listen to michael jackson I mean, I don't think he did that to his wife. What can Michael you, apparently. We, we just had this big conversation this week. Can, can you separate the person from the music? Sometimes, I think not you all can. the time. I think. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. It's it really depends on the situation. This, mm-hmm. he was married, and she was young, but he got the parents' consent, and so I feel like it's easy for people to be like. Okay, I can disconnect. Um, things with Michael Jackson, a lot of people, I'm kind of one of those people that think maybe it didn't happen. Me so too. it's easy to disconnect from the allegations. You know, um, you know, it's like, uh, it's, I don't know, you know, like Louis C.K., you know, that's a, that's a difficult one for me because I know, you know, a lot of female comedians and stuff. So I know what they have to go through. What about Kanye? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye is, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't have a problem with Kanye. He says crazy stuff, but if I was Jewish or something, I press I'd be offended by it. I mean, I should be offended by it, but um, those first three albums are so good. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think he's a genius, um, and uh, I think all these people are geniuses. I don't know. I guess uh, it doesn't affect me. I have more problem with Louis than I do with Kanye. You know. Why do you have a problem with Louis? Why, why him? It's... I just explained it. Did you not listen to me for like? No, I did, but you, 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 you didn't get into it fully. I'm, I'm, I'm just a little bit more, you know, it's you because know of what he did. Okay, okay. Here's I do know the story. Here's a scenario. Here's a scenario. Uh, Jeff, uh, young Jeffrey Paul is uh, um, working a comedy club and he's, uh, let's say it's his first Jersey gig. And uh, let's say, uh, you know, let's say I'm the headliner. And, um, you know, um, I say, hey, Jeff, you want to come up and write some material, work on your set? You want to, like, maybe talk comedy business? As soon as you open the door, I got my dick out. How are you going to feel? <laughs> That's what these female comics are dealing with. Like, they have to deal with stuff that you and I would never have to deal with. Obviously, I'm, you know, I, I'm with a female comedian, but I know millions of them. And it's just like they have to deal with stuff that men don't have to deal with. So I think it's just it's just unfair. The guy could get a hooker. The guy could get a actually a beautiful girl like girls like guys that are successful. Like he he doesn't need to do that. That's the weirdest part. When guys do that, you don't need to do it. You know what I mean? You got Bill Cosby money. You don't need to do that. You could pay somebody to pretend to do to be asleep. You could just be like, hey, man, this is my thing. Here's three grand. Can you just lay there? And that person will do that. So I don't, I just get, it just gets, it's just unnecessary, man. Where I think mistakes happen, you know? And then with this, this is, maybe this was real love. What do we know? They stay married a while. <laughs> 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 and great balls of fire. Come on. 
I don't know. You obviously don't have a problem with Louis, but I, I'm kind of in that circle a little more than you are. So I hear what female comedians have to say about it. And men wouldn't be offended by it. No, I hear what I hear what no, I hear what uh, female comedians yeah. have to say about it. And it, you know, I always try and personalize and say, hey, if that was my daughter and he did that to them, yeah, I go and look to light him up. I mean, I I I, I don't He should have got his ass is. kicked. That should have been his punishment. A hundred percent. It, it you know it shouldn't have been losing his show. It should have been getting his ass kicked. Like it should, uh, I, that's what that's what should have happened. Like you one one, one, yeah. one thousand percent. I couldn't agree with you more. However, you know the the, the thing is, can you separate the the person from the art? And the bottom line is, he's still a brilliant comedian. That has nothing to do with it. You know. But, well, that's that was, that was the initial question. Yeah, of course, but that's not that's not even the point. Nobody's saying he's not a successful comedian, not a genius comedian, because he does that. I'm just saying that it's like it's still sometimes it's hard not to think about that. Like put on the Cosby Show and try to just sit back and enjoy <laughs> it. It's difficult. <laughs> like it's still on. They still have a couple places still play it. Like you can't just sit there and watch Doctor Huxtable and be like, "Oh, this is such a great wholesome show," <laughs> when you know he's got quaaludes in his sock, you know, waiting to just knock right. some shit. <laughs> because no. people were talking this week, and they and one of the things was like, "How can you still be a fan of Kanye after everything that that's come out?" And the thing, and I, you know, all I, you know, just playing devil's advocate, I was like, "Well, can you separate the art, you know, the music from the person?" Like, can yeah, you listen I, to the music without like being into like what he says and what he stands for? Well, I didn't. I stopped liking Bono when he started preaching in concerts. Like, I don't <laughs> like it when artists, you Me know, too. say more than they need to say outside of their music. So I don't Same. like Kanye for that. I just don't want to. When I think of Kanye, I want to play the music faster, stronger. Nah, 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 nah. That's what I want to <laughs> think about. I don't want to think about this crap that he has to say. So the fact that he said it didn't matter if I agree with what he's saying. Obviously, I don't. But. That's more about that. It's just I don't think anybody should be preaching up there, you know. And so I think he's that's his, he's technically trying to preach and try to f call everybody out and like you know, it's like whatever, dude. He's a, his his own enemy, own worst enemy. So he comes at himself, but he's genius in the sense that we're always talking about. You know, it's like it, 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 right now there's somebody else on a podcast talking about him. Like it just <laughs> it's inevitable. It's this like podcast about him. He's always being talked about like 24 seven. So there is a genius to his madness. You know, it's unbelievable. But, you know, it's like Picasso was really, you know, brutal to women and put cigarette butts out on him and stuff. And, you know, John Lennon beat up his first wife. And like, there's so many people that did horrible things and we still forget it because the art's so good. G.G. So, yeah. Allen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was out there, Gigi Allen. But you know why Picasso was so bitter towards women was because he lived across the street from a brothel, I mean, and he would and he would see these women and he would paint them in in, in ugly ways. You know, and he was an impressionist artist, so he'd paint them in these ugly ways. But that's the way he saw it. Yeah, I mean that's one example. I mean Richard Pryor lived in a brothel, and he wasn't. You know, I mean he was. I guess he was a little abusive to some of his women, but that's just because he he was on cocaine all the time. But you know, but he did love women. They both loved women, but you know, I think Picasso was a bit of a drunk himself. So, wow, the show took a turn. Uh, <laughs> 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 but no, but it's good. I think we're we should be talking about you know this stuff because it, it is a constant thing. Every time a J Malcolm Jackson song comes on, every time you know, like I, you know, a little bit about me feels guilty. A Adam, do you feel guilty at all when you jam out to a uh, Michael Jackson song? Yeah, I mean, I think especially after the um, that HBO uh, series came out, 
and uh yeah it definitely made it tougher to listen to his music yeah i mean but that's the thing you know it's like who do we believe you know like, right they had a woody allen documentary and there's the same kind of uh, deal and like he's another one i love woody allen you know the greatest filmmaker of all time and it's just like you know it's just it's it's yeah it's just weird man it's gotta but you know you gotta separate i guess you can separate it depends on it depends on who you are you know what is your threshold you know if you don't care about humanity i guess it doesn't matter right <laughs> i don't you know what i mean <laughs> Okay. All right. Bringing it down. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we do here, guys. We're switching it up. New year. We're going to be a little more controversial. We're going to get into the real stuff. Not that anybody hasn't been talking about that for like this, freaking four years straight. This all of a sudden is the weirdest version of The View. Right. <laughs> this is way better than The View. Love it. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, all right. So we're doing, uh, you know, we're doing foreign music today. So we'll, uh, we'll start with Adam. He's always got his, his homework in. So, uh, Adam, talk to us, baby. What you got? All right. So I went with, um, the Icelandic band Sigur Rós and their, uh, their second album. It was in 99, which is, um, uh, Algaidas, uh, Bayarion, which I know I'm going to butcher, pretty much all these song titles because it's ever most of it's in Icelandic but um so uh well, actually Dustin last week we were talking about um you know some of our favorite albums from 2022 and uh we were talking about a lot of you know the four albums we picked are th mostly throwbacks for the most part and there's that throwback sound yeah. and we were talking about yeah. you know trying to find unique bands and now this is a band that uh when they came out they they actually kind of tried to make um their mission statement or at least um um the lead singer, uh, Yancey uh, Bergensen, uh, tried to make it his mission statement that their band was there to kind of uh, change music forever and uh, change the way that people think about music. And, um, you know, this is, I mean, this is definitely a very unique album. It's a very otherworldly, dreamy, kind of uh, cinematic and epic album. It's, uh, it's music that, um, you know, is really felt more than um you know especially because the the way the lyrics are it's in this land it's Icelandic it's um you know actually part parts of the lyrics too are in a made-up language called Hopelandic um oh. so um but the, but it's really um you know this is a band that was originally kind of influenced by um some of the alt rock in the 90s Smashing Pumpkins Spiritualized My Bloody Valentine but then they kind of married um this like um their kind of style with um classical music with operas with symphonies and they kind of created this kind of post-rock um shoegaze um style and they're really one of the uh, uh i mean there were at the, at the time especially in 99 you, you didn't really have many bands that like this not, not many bands that were kind of launching into art rock into this post-rock so um you know, some critics at the time called this album the uh, the last great album of the 20th century. And there are other critics that were saying this is the most vital band heading into the 21st century. 
Um, and it was really, I mean, you know, hearing their music, hearing, um, you know, how kind of unique and, and uh, grand it was. Um, it, it really was kind of exciting for, for rock. And then, you know, after a few years, we got throwbacks, we got uh, the strokes, we got garage rock back, but, um, but yeah, I mean, this was just this, this, this is the first time I've actually listened to this album in years. And it's really uh, just such a powerful and, um, you know, just, just, it's just an album that, that kind of, you know, could fill Lincoln say it could, it could, you know, it could be uh, perfectly at home in Lincoln Center, but also just fill out an arena. And um, the uh, it, what's also unique is just um, Yancey's uh, voice, too, which is in this falsetto. But he also um, uses a, a horsehair bow on his guitar. So it makes like, you, you, I mean, you could kind of hear the, the strings and it's really, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. But um, yeah, I mean, the, this was a, a pretty unique album, I thought, and I uh, wanted to see what you guys thought of it. Yeah, I didn't get all of that from it, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> you got a you got a lot of stuff in there. I did, I did not pull out of that. Was well, I was gonna I was gonna run through the songs, and I realized I can't pronounce them. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, nah, man. But that's what I love about you. Like you find these places where I'm just like, ah, I, I, I can't get that depth in, you know, the music. <laughs> um, it kind of reminded me of kind of like it felt like a score a lot of times. It, oh like yeah, you said yeah. you know it felt like kind of a creepy fantasy soundtrack. You know, some like mystical thing. So, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I, you know, I think it's kind of one of those where you kind of have to go in and really kind of absorb it a little bit more, probably to get all that you got from it. And then you're a fan of that kind of music. So, I mean, this is up your alley anyway. I mean, it doesn't matter what language it's in. You know, this is going to be your kind of music, Adam, where it's just kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of brings you down and low and then it brings you up a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was interesting and it was definitely, you know, different and innovative which you know which i always love with a lot of your picks and well, uh, like you probably liked it well go ahead but i was gonna i was just gonna say with uh when you're talking about film scores um yeah. this music actually scored um uh so they're the second song on the album which was uh sven angular which is sleepwalkers uh sleeping angels um it was uh their first single but it was also in uh cameron crow used it in vanilla sky and oh then, wow! Uh, okay. And then the song right after it, uh, which is probably their most known songs, uh, "Star Starulfer," which is the staring elf, um, was in uh, the Life Aquatic. It was, it oh, was wow. um, when when they have the big okay. cathartic moment of seeing the, uh, yeah, I think it was like the shark or so that that they see that that music is playing during it. Do you know if it was in the original Vanilla Sky, the Spanish version, or no, no, it was in Cameron Crowe's one. But Cameron Crowe was really into Sigur Rós, and he actually had a. Uh, the lead singer uh, and guitarist uh, Yancey um, score yeah. his movie uh, We Own a Zoo. Oh, oh, a buddy of mine was in that. Um, Dustin Yubara. Oh yeah, Dustin. But, um, yeah, I remember him. Uh, yeah, that's. Yeah. Have you seen the Spanish version of Vanilla Sky? It's that, uh, that was a uh, the original. His name. Was, uh, yeah, who was that? You know, some somebody good. <laughs> <laughs> the Cameron Crowe was terrible, but the uh, yeah. the original one was really good. Yeah, and that makes sense because that movie was about kind of uncomfortable moments, and so me, the music I would be fitting for that because it's haunting and you know in some ways. So that would that would make perfect sense. Very cool. Um, that probably yeah, I bet that's an interesting soundtrack just on its own, the Vanilla Sky soundtrack. Uh, Anthony, I, uh, I I liked it. I I saw these guys live a couple of years ago. What? Wow. Uh, yeah, 
I forget where it was. I, I want to say it was at the King's Theater. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, they played I, uh, Beacon in King's Theater. Okay. Because I know I saw Bjork there, but uh, they're also Iceland. I guess I've seen a couple of Icelandic <laughs> acts at the King's Theater. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's, it's just not, uh, you, know, you got to be in the mood to put this on. Every song is like six or seven minutes long. Adam, Adam's pretty depressed a lot. It's, so. not, a, <laughs> it's not a party album, but it's, I, I like it. It's, He's it's a candle guy. He lives for it. Yeah. <laughs> very cinematic kind of stuff. I was. It's funny. I was wondering if the experience of listening to them would be different if you understood Icelandic. And then you said that uh, some of the stuff is a made-up language. Yeah. So I guess it's the same regardless. Well, they have um, <laughs> most of the songs on the album are in Icelandic, and then except for uh, Sven Engler, the Sleepwalker song, which uh, he has this this phrase he keeps repeating where it's called "choo choo," but it's just made up, and it's basically it's supposed to be when you hear it, it sounds like he's saying it's you. Oh, uh, okay. So a lot of what like a lot of um, the Hopelandic is more about like kind of your interpretation of what the word is. So I think most of the songs are in Icelandic. The song Olsen Olsen, which is later on, is entirely in Hopelandic. And, hmm. uh, but I think it, the next album they did after this, which is the untitled parentheses album, is entirely made up. Hmm. That's interesting because that I believe that's something that Bjork also does. I don't know if it's yeah. Hopelandic, but she also makes up words sometimes in, in her songs. Yeah, and the producer of this album too um, worked on Bjork's first album, and he uh, he also worked on uh, uh, Queen's albums also. Hmm. Wow, very cool, Jeff. I know you just love this. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> right up your this. alley, buddy. This is, I, mean... I, I I hated it. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe I hate back, baby. Maybe I hate it's, it's Icelandic music. I hate Bjork. Oh, oh come man. on! You're just no, I, I do. Just um, she changed the course made... of music. She's a... what? No, she, no, she didn't. Um, yes, what... she did. Sugar she, cubes. She, have... Sugar cubes owned the new wave. Mm -hmm. Come on! No, they did not. Yes, they, 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 did. Were, they were part of it, but they didn't own it. Yes, they did. Um, but uh, that's neither here. Or there. Let's let's talk about this <laughs> fucking band. Um, you know, it, it's like you were right though you know I, I don't know why i didn't see it as as a, a soundtrack but you're right it was because the songs were long and insufferable the, <laughs> i think the opening song is something like 11 minutes oh. you know and i'm like holy shit i uh, and there's more to go and then there's i'm thinking okay maybe that's one big song and the rest of them are going to be short like your pick anthony yeah. um no no they're eight minutes seven, seven i mean there's no short ones on this one they I mean you're in there for the long haul um, yeah, it did remind awesome. me if like I'm if I'm thinking like music to equate it to also a genre I didn't really care for too much was 70s dream wave. That would be mm -hmm. guys like Al Stewart and 10 CC. It had that like, you know, very like dreamy, you know, type of sound. But this was a little bit more updated. Um, I, I, I don't like a made up language. I didn't know there was a made up language, but that makes me hate it even more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I don't know, man, this just is not. You know, it's interesting. It's not for me. Interesting you say all that because I feel like, and we'll go with you next, but I think your pick is very similar into what this band is trying to achieve. You know, I, I thought so too, actually. Yeah, yeah, very much so. So, uh, so yeah, bring us in, Jeff. Like, prove me wrong. What's uh, okay? So, I, I went with uh, Ramstein. 
uh, Zeit, um, German band, obviously. Uh, you know, this album basically uh, came out in uh, 2022, written during the pandemic. This was the album they were supposed to tour on. I was going to go see them on this tour, uh, and and you know, COVID canceled it. They they're known to put on these gigantic shows. They were playing MetLife Stadium, you know, with the big fire in the show. Uh, I have no idea what they're singing about. Um, but <laughs> it, it's like it's like Rams. This music reminds me of like going to see uh, TSO, you know, Trans Siberian Orchestra. It's very big. It's very theatrical. It's fun to see live. Um, I don't know what, what what's going on some of the time, but I I, I find it entertaining. Um, Loudwire found this to be you know it's one of the you know online um, publications uh, named this one of the top fifty rock and metal albums. And Revolva, same type of a thing as a uh, uh, Loudwire, uh, called this one of the top twenty five best albums of twenty uh, uh, twenty. Um, and the titles, I mean. I just, you know, uh, zigzag means snip snap. Um, oh. <laughs> Dick and Titten is big tits. Uh, oh, I was wondering what that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dick, I do. I love you doing you the know, translations. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. This it, it, it's not sounding well. Uh, Zeit <laughs> is uh, is time. Um, but I just I listen. I. I I enjoy it. it. It's fun to listen to. The music is passionate. There's a definite emotion behind it. Even though I don't understand what they're, they're singing about, I kind of, I, I enjoy the music. And like you said at the top yeah. of the, uh, of the, of the segment, you know, you sometimes you don't, but you really focus more on the music and this music, you know, there's crescendos, it builds, it's heavy, you know, and I like that. So I, I kind of enjoyed this. And you said you hadn't seen them live. You just want to see them, right? I wanted to go see yeah. them, and, and and then the show was uh, postponed. And then when they had the redate, I, I I was booked with something, so I, I never got a chance to see it live. Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine last night, and he said uh, he saw them live, and he said, you know, it's this it is this grandiose show. It's like you know, it's all theatrics and stuff. And then I, you know, and then I asked him as a joke. I said, "Do you think they're they're actually talented, or do they hide behind all that stuff?" Because I feel, I mean, that's what Kiss did. You know, so I feel, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of bands <clears throat> kind of bumped up kind of your curiosity about them just be, you know, with all the other kind of like, look at me, you know, I got all this stuff. And uh, he said it kind of felt, you know, I don't know. He said he said he enjoyed it. He said the music was great in, to, to a degree, but he said it felt a little Nazi-esque. Like Ooh. and he like he was with a Jewish guy and the guy was like, ah, we gotta go. Like uh, you know, some people he like left early. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what <laughs> what's gonna be the uh, encore, but we should probably get out of here. But uh, he's you know, I don't think they had any songs called "More Crystal Nach." I don't they think might, they had they that. <laughs> careful, careful. Was, uh, don't be Kanye. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I don't. I I like it though. You know, I'd always heard about this band. Everybody everybody brings up their live shows. And so um, I'd noticed they had a new album. And then when I came up, that's kind of why I came up with this this topic for today. I was just like this theme. I was like, yeah, you know, let me check this album out. Maybe we could all do like a foreign album and stuff. But uh, yeah, I like it. I think it's it's definitely groovy, man. It, like His voice is phenomenal. Like it just kind of you kind of get into this kind of, you know, it, it's very Bauhaus. You know, it just mm -hmm. has this kind of, you know, kind of theme to it. Very. Dracula rock, I guess you could call it something like that. <laughs> Dracula. You know? yeah, yeah, Would you yeah. say it's almost like Rob Zombieist? 
Yeah, I mean, that's all Dracula Rock, you know. That's mm -hmm. uh, well, he's Hell Billy, whatever the hell that is. But, uh, you know, so it's, yeah, it's all that stuff. It's just all that, you know, kind of, you know, which is starts from everybody else, from Ozzy to Sabbath and all that. So, you know, it all goes to places, but Led Zeppelin even, you know, they, everybody was trying to get into this thing that was more than the music and, you know, culty and all that stuff. So I think they've just taken it to another level. And with the live show, I think it just, you know, the, 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 the theatrics kind of, you know, exaggerate all that stuff. Uh, Adam, what'd you think? <clears throat> I, um, I really liked it. I um, uh, same thing. I I had wanted to go see them live at MetLife. I think they just they just had the concert recently too. They the rescheduled from like two years ago. Um, but um, yeah, there's just something about uh, just the German language that works so well with hard rock and heavy metal. And um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I I've already gone through this album a few times. I'm I'm probably gonna uh, head back to uh, some of their back catalog and check it out. But um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Very and cool. tickets, Adam, were going really cheap. You can got you were able to they get were, yeah. But for like twenty-five dollars because they're yeah. playing MetLife, which I thought was way too big for them, but they need a, a venue that big to put on that show. Yeah, and I remember the only reason I didn't go is because I think it was pouring rain that night. Hmm. But it was. You could have gotten tickets dirt cheap for it. Yeah. Yeah, I asked I asked on uh Comedy Hub or Twitch, I was just like, uh, favorite foreign album, and then Comedy Hub says the Abbey Road, the Beatles. Like, dude, I, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, dude. It's like, good pick, good pick. <laughs> Non-English speaking. That was that was that was part of this whole thing today. I guess you got to put everything in there. Or people are just gonna be like, well, that's not technically American. It's like, all right, uh, Anthony. I, uh, you know, this band was one of the first bands I thought of when you said non-English speaking albums. Um, and then when <laughs> two of you guys picked this one originally, I was expecting this to be the album that has their song Du Hast. And then mm -hmm. I uh, saw it was their new one and I was like, eh, I wanted, I wanted to hear Du Hast. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was fine. I know that it it was kind of a similar vibe as the uh, Seeker Ross album, but uh, I liked this one less. I, I'm not sure. I think I thought that they were going to be heavier all throughout, and then they were like making me wait for it. Well, there's and more keyboard and there's that, more buildup. Yeah, I didn't really right. want the buildup from these guys. Um, but you know, it it was well done, but I. Uh, it's it's not what I, I it's just not what I wanted from from this album for some reason. Yeah, I think this band is a phase too. Uh, Happy uh, Misgift says I did have a Ramstein uh, phase, but don't remember any of the album names. So yeah, because you can't spell them. <laughs> like why would you remember? Them? <laughs> it's like, you don't speak German. Yeah, it'd be hard to kind of remember the albums. But uh, yeah, this is like a phase band for sure. Like, this is something, if this came out in high school, this would be, you know, something that I would be into, you know. Kind oh, of. yeah. Do yeah, I, I could I, their other song, their, I mean, their big song, I think, came out when I was in high school. And yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I think this is definitely that kind of band. But I would still like to see them live. I mean, get all the hype. And, you know, I'd still like to just to see what it's all about. Because everybody really rant and raves about, you know, the theatrics of it and stuff. So, very cool. Same. Same, shame. All right, so Anthony, what you got for us today? All right, 
I was so originally I was looking for something. I wanted to pick something French. I wanted to pick like a mm-hmm. French pop album, uh, but then I saw what you. I, there were a couple artists that I that I was considering, but um, it was. It, I wanted something like really upbeat, especially considering everything that you guys picked. So I switched it up and I went with uh, a Japanese punk band called the Let's Goes, uh, and their album is called I Hate the Let's Goes, or that's one of their. That's the album I picked. Um, I tried to find information about them, but everything that I found was in Japanese without translations. So I don't know much about the band other than I believe they started in Tokyo, maybe around 2006 and they're still going. I think they put out an album last year. Um, and apparently maybe it's the lead singer is the daughter of a, um, guitar wolf is the, the name of the artist. And I didn't really, I wasn't that familiar, but I guess it's a, uh, another Japanese garage rock band or artist that uh is pretty well known so um this was i don't even know how i found out about this band i think i was just looking for japanese garage punk and uh i was just kind of randomly seeing if i liked any of the bands and i I really liked this one there's um uh i saw a music video for one of their songs on Apple Music, the song title is not in English, but on YouTube, the song uh, track five on this album, uh, if it's translated to English, is uh, "Summer Girl," and that was the I watched the music video. I was like, oh, I want to, I want to check out the rest of that album, and and I liked the rest of the album, so, so that's the one I picked. It's it's sort of like uh, it's garage rock, it's pop punk, it's 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 a lot of a lot of Ramones influence. It feels like. Um, just really good, upbeat party punk rock with like that kind of doo-wop sound, like the harmonies and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I, I I liked it. I would listen to this again. I want to listen to more of their albums. Um, it's it's interesting though because without the songs being in English, I have a hard time remembering the melodies. Mm. I don't know if you guys have that. <laughs> yeah, no, album. I thought it was really good. Um, but I loved it how you and Adam both uh found albums i couldn't find on my streaming service so I had oh a, yeah one month free <laughs> apple thing just so i, could I get didn't know i would have picked their new album <laughs> i would have changed it to their new album because you said that that one was on title right yeah but, it's okay uh, just in the future like i don't want to have to i i've i've joined so many streaming services oh yeah well next uh, time let me know because I, I yeah. I, I figured if it's on apple music it's on most of them and eh, title doesn't have the rights to everything <laughs> they're trying they're an artist-based uh, streaming service so yeah. yeah they're a little limited um but yeah i like this a lot i thought it was very uh it was cool very hardcore um it's it's even more hardcore when you can't understand what they're saying yeah. <laughs> so it's like at least with like speed metal you could kind of understand a few words with this nothing so <laughs> I, I liked it i thought it was fun and upbeat and the fact that like are they all is it all asian girl band is that yeah okay? yeah oh, that's i love that all there's something that, and i also think they're making fun of the go-go's with that name they're kind of oh. mocking the go-go's so I, in my head that's what i think maybe they but, are yeah they're kind of well, making go. fun of the go-go's like they're they're hardcore and the go-go's are pop or whatever but i liked it i thought it was fun i thought it was good it was great punk rock and i enjoyed it um you know it's just it's one of those kind of upbeat albums that i enjoyed uh adam did you like it 
Yeah, I, I thought it was fun and cheery. I mean, the, the lyrics could be, you know, the complete opposite, but it was just the yeah. the the music itself was so much fun. You know, it kind of reminded me. Uh, uh, well, first it reminded me a lot of the bands that I would see down in the uh, Lower East Side and in, in um, from like two thousand two thousand nine, especially during the whole like garage. Oh yeah. Uh, the garage revival that was going on. Uh, but also just uh, that band from Kill Bill when they're in the, uh, yes. the house of the five, six, uh, seven, eights. Yep. Yes. Yeah, reminded me of that also. I wanted to pick them, but I when I went to listen to them, I realized <coughs> I have a lot of songs that are in English, so oh. I couldn't pick them, <laughs> even though they're a Japanese band. Uh, so, that's, so I was looking for something like them. A little bit uh, of English is okay. It's not the entire album. Well. Yeah. I, <laughs> Now the rules change. No, <laughs> but that, that was my, my first my, my album has a little bit of English, but not much. Not too much. One, yeah, one, one or two lines. Yeah, just enough. Uh, Jeff, seems like um, your kind yeah, of band. Um, this band is definitely influenced by the 70s. They're a three-piece band. Yeah. And, you know, they, they definitely have, like, that Ramones, The Colors. The Colors were, like, Clem Burke's offspring band from... Um, from Blondie and oh, you know yeah, like yeah. I, I get the feeling like if you threw this band like back in 1977 you would see them at Max's Kansas City or Bondage International mm -hmm. you know they had that maybe, very maybe. very raw sound and you know of course Anthony has to find the hardest album on this show in the history of this show this was easily the hardest thing for me to find okay I didn't but, know you guys should have told what's me your streaming found... service what's and, yours Jeff um I have I think I have Apple I have then it's, well, you should have found it easy on it. Apple. Yeah, I found it on yeah. Apple. That's yeah. what um, it's on Apple. Yeah. It was titled. Also, I, I don't have Apple, so that's uh, why it was hard for me. But it could also find if Anthony had to join an international band, this would be the band you joined. <laughs> okay. He would definitely be. He in would the, join the all-girl band. The, the all-girl Japanese band. Those. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yes, you would be in an all-girls Japanese band. That'd be a dream for him. That'd be a dream for him, actually. But this this was um. This was okay. This was okay. I mean, yeah, it, okay. it 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 definitely has like a like I said, it has a '70s sound. I think the sound is kind of like over a little bit, but I mean, it's it, it was okay. It was so you're cool. saying punk is dead? I think I think punk is punk is different. I think punk is a little bit more evolved. I think punk punk is blended Not now. Supposed I don't to I don't think I don't think there's a I don't think there's a lot of uh, pure punk anymore. Yeah, punk's you, not supposed to. Maybe evolve. in Japan, it's a different scene. Yeah. yeah. That's true. So what, what are they, 40 years behind? <laughs> well, maybe they never gave up on punk. Really? Japan's 40 years behind? I don't know. You haven't been there, have you? It's, that place is No, when it, come, when it comes to music. Because oh, you remember, okay. you know, remember Loudness tried to be metal? Yeah, I mean, punk is you know got Machine Gun Kelly running around. You got you know it's really taking a dip. So that, that means he plays punk. He's not punk. He's no, but he people the, the young generation they think he is because they don't know. They're not they, exactly. Thank they you for saying that. They don't know. All right, they don't know. They know these kids don't know. <laughs> Dude, Machine Gun Kelly. Know. He he got famous. If you don't know who he is, he got famous by dissing Eminem. And then Eminem got to the point where he couldn't take it anymore. So he finally did a rebuttal and then made him more and more famous. So that was a mistake. He should he should have never said anything back. <laughs> so, mm. I blame Eminem for him being famous and taking our darling Megan Fox away from us. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> so I got a few minutes. So I have a lot of time here. Um I do love jazz. Um, I don't pretend to be this jazz aficionado or anything, but I do love it. I think it's uh, it's a music that I 
Uh, most of my uh, vinyl searches involve uh, jazz. I try to find. I don't love the saxophone. It is not my favorite uh, jazz instrument. I'll tell you, I'm more of a trumpet guy, more of a guitar guy, more of anything but. But this man right here, Stan Getz, is the best, in my opinion. Um, I listen to him over a Coltrane all day. Wow. Uh, something about his, the way he plays saxophone, um, they, uh, they they called him uh, the sound back in uh, the early uh, 40s, 50s. Like there was something about it was a whimsical sound that people hadn't heard through uh, the saxophone before. And I love it. It's just, it's the it's my favorite artist, um, you know, saxophonist. And so he did this experimental album with uh, this is uh, Brazil meets American jazz. This is Getz uh, Gabrielto. And uh, this is an amazing album. Uh, it's Stan Getz on sax, Joe Gabierto on uh, guitar and vocals, Antonio Carlos piano, Milton Banana on drums, and uh, the singing you hear on his, uh, the female voice is Ast Astrid uh, Gabierto, mm -hmm. his wife. And uh, it is fantastic. This is a great album. I think when, when people are like, you know, you want to impress somebody, like that thinks they know music put this on because it's really hard to resist it's such a beautiful piece of music um obviously the big song girl from impanima is a huge song that was actually a charted hit and you know it was a crossover hit because jazz jazz took jazz took a lot of hit because of rock and roll so in the six like 61 you know jazz was hurting because of elvis and beatles all those things were happening and so um you know, these kind of the bassa nova sound is what kind of saved jazz, meaning like, you know, more global influences and things like samba and things like that. Tony Bennett actually went to Brazil and kind of like got immersed with that sound. And so the sound that he brought back had a little influence from that. So that was while well, it was having the bassa nova sound. But um, but yeah, this is a great album. Uh, the two songs that you can catch uh, uh, Astrid on is uh, Girl in Panema and then uh, Cor Corcovado, mm -hmm. which is the other song. And that's a great song as well. And uh, the music in this is phenomenal. The singing is great. And I just really, it's one of my favorite jazz albums of all time. It's one of my favorite. Uh, Rolling Stones, uh, they, and uh, let's see, and Vibe Magazine said it's one of the best albums of all time. They, uh, they it put it in that category against rock and roll. So that's a pretty big deal. So uh, yeah, uh, Anthony, seems like this is up your alley. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I don't think I've ever heard the, the, rest of the album i've heard the uh you know girl from ipanema yeah um, and i i really liked the rest of it so um yeah this, this is something i would i would put in my rotation i'd probably buy it on vinyl yeah it's really nice uh, it's kind of hard uh, to find like they've reissued it this is actually yeah. an original oh uh, i yeah. don't know if i would go crazy trying to get an original but i would get it uh, you know get a, a reissue well, this is before the pressing, and I was just like, and I couldn't find it anywhere. And then I found yeah. it like a little San Antonio record shop, and it was like a big deal. That's great. But, uh, but yeah, I love That's it. It's cool uh, to have a, a original press. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Jeff, um, something to let people know about me. Girl from Ipanema is one of my favorite old time songs. Oh, I love, I love, love, love that song. I had no you know idea. I, mean? I love it. I love it. Yeah, this type of music is very smooth, it's mm -hmm. very sexy. It, I, I kind of consider it like dinner music. Like you could put this on like when you're having dinner and having people over and just play it. And it, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's very calming. It's very mature. You know, um, yeah. this, like, like, like this is like, if you're going to have an affair, this is what you're playing as your soundtrack. <laughs> 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 Who told you? 
<laughs> I like this that. Is... That's the good. Like, it's mature. So if you're going to have an affair, <laughs> yes. So, so you, you listen. You're not drinking a Budweiser and listening to this album. You're drinking a martini. Okay. I love it. I love it. Uh, no, I, 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 I really do like this. Um, I love, I love Burt Bacharach. So when you talk about the brass sound and the horns and everything, you know, I think this is right up the alley. I do agree with you. It's Stan Getz. Um, no, but I, I do. I, you know, I, I love this. I, you got a little insight of that for me when I, when I think when we took, picked all musical albums, yeah. I went with uh, Maynard Ferguson. So I do like, I do like horns. I think horns bring uh, music together, but this is like really, this is nice. This is, this is very, very sophisticated. Nice. I did not see that coming. I love it. I love it. Let's drink some martinis and discuss more jazz. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Break us home, Adam. You got a minute. Yeah. I mean, I thought, <laughs> I thought it was an incredible uh, album and uh, I'm kicking myself because I saw it in the store. Uh, it was in the front of the jazz section used uh, a couple of days ago and I should have picked it up. It's probably gone at this point. I just didn't, I hadn't listened to the album yet. Um, yeah. It's great. But, right? uh, but yeah, it's, it it's a, a good great, listen. Yeah, it's a great, great album, and, and especially if you have Apple Music, it's in surround, so you really get oh, it. Just feels cool. like you're right there. Well, maybe I'll keep Apple Music now. I right, no <laughs> I like Apple Music. I think it's great. You know what? I got, yeah. I got to drive after this, and I may be putting this on for my ride. I like it. I like it. Sophistication. Look what happened today. Um, <laughs> it's more than metal bands on this show, guys. All right. Thank you so much for listening and watching Dustin's Vinyl. Please follow us on YouTube. Thank you, Comedy Hub. Thank you, everybody on Twitch and uh, listening to us. And spread the word. We love to. Uh, and support the local record stores. All right, everybody. Woo. Bye, Bye guys. Later. Bye. Five o'clock on the dot. Woo. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.